welcome to the Wise Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Fitzgerald, joined as always by my co-host, Chris Hagan. How you guys doing? So, we're back. We uh, we missed a Friday episode because uh, we're going to talk about, uh, we were waiting to watch the Alex Smith documentary. Right, and we didn't really have much planned for Friday, so now we can talk about that and we've got Jordan to talk about as well. Yeah, luckily this weekend uh, we got, and we're going to start off with talking about the Parks and Rec special, which uh, yep. which also happened this weekend. I I thought it was pretty good. It was, like, for what it was, I thought it was pretty good. Right, exactly. Like, they couldn't do, there was only so much they could do with it, so it was nice to see, like, everybody back again and, like, in their own houses. Uh, ben looked really skinny. He looked rough. He did look rough. Like, he looked like... <laughs> A vampire or something like that was part of it like as part of the act at the beginning Uh uh-huh but then uh it went back and he's he's still looking yeah and the actor looked pretty rough not gonna lie yeah that was a little bit and i don't know what his hair was doing in the back you see his hair was like like you could see the back of his hair like falling over by the head he did look like a vampire it was weird he didn't look normal no that that was weird and like of course, like it was cool to see. Like they all did their gimmicks, what they were supposed to do, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It didn't really get good until they uh, once they sung "Bye Bye Little Sebastian." That was pretty good, mm-hmm. and that I was lo- funny. Yeah, I liked when they had some of the minor characters pop up, like doing ads, like when Dennis Feinstein came. Yeah, in. Yeah, the Dennis Feinstein ad and, was funny. Yeah, and when Councilman Jam popped up. Oh, when Councilman Jam, that was <laughs> that was hilarious. I think Councilman Jam might have been my favorite character. Like when he was in it, because he's just so funny. Yeah, he steals the show when he's on. He does steal the show. So uh, yeah, seeing those guys pop up was pretty cool. Yeah, and I, at the beginning, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of forgot like what uh, I didn't rewatch the last episode, so I forgot where everyone went. Yeah, pretty I much. Did too. So like, uh, but then it 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 fills you in pretty much, and like again, it's just like some special, but right. it was cool to see. Yeah, and like it's nice to have something on live tv where you actually like want to watch yeah i have so i have something to look forward to right exactly and uh once they announced it i got i got excited because i thought it was going to be a like a normal episode like not on zoom and stuff like one they had filmed in the past yeah but i was still okay with it i thought it was going to be really dumb with the zoom but Mm -hmm. they made it work yeah and like you said it was good for what it was yeah all right well that's all i gotta talk about it so (laughs) uh the thing that we actually that was super looking forward to that I actually watched it right before we started recording was the the Alex Smith documentary. Yeah, and the craziest part for me was that like when all this was happening, we had no idea. Yeah, that that that's what I don't. Yeah, that was insane too. Like people were just like, oh, you know, he's he's hurt. He'll never play again. That was mm-hmm. pretty much the the thing. But this guy, like, he went through hell. Yeah, he almost lost his life, almost lost his leg, and then I st- I still don't know why he would w- ever want to play football again. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous. And like looking back at it, it's kind of surprising that they left that leg on there. It seemed like oh, yeah, cutting it off might have been the best thing for him at the time. But like he he's an incredible person. To, yeah, to be and, able to rehab the way that he has. And like even like the the one military girl, she was talking to him, and she was like, yeah, if I. I just cut it off. Right. Well, and I mean, he's just, like, go ahead. No, and she was like, yeah, and it improved my whole life. And he heard mm-hmm. that, and he was like, you know what? 
I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> right, yeah. And, I mean, just the fact that he was at the military hospital for a football oh, injury. Yeah. That tells uh, you pretty much everything you need to know. But it was so crazy. They just that His leg just kept getting worse and worse with, like, the pictures that they were showing. Eventually, oh, yeah. it was just like a skeleton leg. And mm-hmm. he, they stripped it to the bone. Yeah, that was that was the worst part for me because I saw I had seen the picture of the leg. There was one that had leaked before it came out of like the leg with all the the dead skin and the dead tissue. Yeah, and so all the blisters like, and the purple. Right. Yeah. So like I knew it was going to be bad, and then once they started showing the pictures of after they had start cutting that stuff out, it just kept getting worse. Yeah, and like the only thing you can think is, uh, man, this guy's got screwed over his whole career pretty much like mm-hmm. it, it told you at the beginning that like he uh he got the number one draft pick and then he kind of got benched they kind of did him dirty when they benched him yeah for Kaepernick yeah and I didn't like I don't remember a lot from that season I didn't realize that it was only one game that Kaepernick had played like they said yeah that I didn't know that either he would have been back after one game but Kaepernick already had the job yeah they kind of did him dirty for that and he was going six and two. Oh yeah, that team like, was good. It's not like Kaepernick was would put him over. Like I guess maybe he like we were, we don't know, but maybe he did put him over the edge. Right. But I don't know. I and then the Kansas City one makes more sense though. Yeah, Kansas City one does make sense. But like you're right, you do feel bad for him, and like when it seems like a team is committed to him. Then yeah, and then they hurt. go and get another quarterback. Yeah. What sucks for him is that he has to be in Washington with this team. It's terrible. But like, your team was good, thing. though, when he was playing. Yeah, I know. But, like, now, like, he's not, like, sitting back, like, enjoying a nice season with the team. Like, they're the worst, one of the worst teams in the NFL, and he just has to sit there. Yeah. Like, that's got to suck. Play or, yeah. I agree. And it may, like, that, especially... If I was under contract with the Redskins, I'd just be like, all right, I'm not coming back. Yeah, I know. It, but, it would be shocking if, like, I can't imagine a doctor clearing him to play. I can't imagine. The, the cra- another, another crazy part was at the end, like, when, his, when he's running around with the leg on, mm-hmm. or not with the leg, like, with his, his leg working and stuff, right. he had that black sleeve on it. Mm-hmm. And you could see that his calf, because they use that muscle for the front, it was literally like he had an inverted leg. Oh, yeah, I know. It was so crazy. And he's always wearing the sleeve. So, like, who knows what it looks like under there. That's what I was surprised about. They showed us all the gross stuff when it was getting cut and stuff. But then they didn't Uh show us the completed leg. Yeah, I know. I mean, maybe maybe you don't want to see it. Because I doubt it looks like like a normal leg. I'm sure it's green. Yeah. Like, that wasn't even... Like, man. But, like, I can't... I don't, like... Part of me that I don't want him to play football again. I don't no, want to I see him either. get tackled. I for him. What I want to see happen is him like being active for one game, and then maybe he comes on and takes like the first snap and gives a handoff, or yeah. like if they're winning at the end and he comes in and takes a kneel down. Yeah, that would cool. be the only scenario where I think it would make sense to put him back on the field. And uh, at like at this point, you're like I don't want the Redskins to cut him either. Yeah, you can't it's just a cut ton of money. That. It's a ton of money, and like you could clear it all next. I think it's this off season. You could clear them all if you just cut them. Mm-hmm. But you're just like, at this point, it's like just 
keep him on the team. Please. Right, like how do you cut a guy after all that? You can't cut that? that guy. I mean, maybe like if they could offer him a job in the organization somewhere. That's what I was thinking. Why couldn't he be the creepy coach for him? Yeah, I don't know. Because he's, I mean, he mentored Mahomes. And Mahomes said he was so. super important to him. Yeah, Mahomes loves him. And it's funny. Uh, all I could think about was like, wow, no one, like, how could you watch this and like, no, and be like, man, I hate Alex Smith, you know? Mm-hmm. No one's got to hate Alex Smith after this, after this. And, but watching, it's like, it seems like no one hated them anyways. Like yeah, before. I mean, he was just one of those guys where like, there was no reason not to like him. Yeah. And, and then it came to Mahomes and I was thinking like, man, I just, I, I like Mahomes as a person. Mm-hmm. I just hate the hype for him. Right. Well, and yeah, that, I mean, Alex Smith, there was never that kind of hype. That's probably what, like, probably when he was coming out of college. Yeah, and like that's what happened with Odell Beckham. Only mm-hmm. he took it to the head. And yeah, luckily, yeah. Mahomes <laughs> hasn't taken it to the head yet. Right. But uh, I don't know. Did it, the hype really ruins players sometimes? Yeah, no, I agree. But like the thing, the other thing about Alex Smith is he's just such a good dude. Because he oh, said, I, know. I think it was the like when he had first gone into the hospital and he had had a few surgeries and like he was just conscious and his wife was like and the first thing he said to me was like we are like we're so blessed right now like there's a oh, lot of yeah. people that would want to trade said, positions and she was like what are you talking about yeah, like, yeah. look she, at yourself the uh the crazy thing was he woke up and he was the, i think the line was a lot of people would want to trade places with me right now mm-hmm. and that's just crazy that that's what you're thinking about right when, that was his thought yeah and what all what up what also was insane was they patch it up, like they patch up his leg, and that first day afterwards, he's walking. He's good to go after that first day, and then mm. it just goes straight downhill from there. Yeah, I know. With all the infections and stuff? Yep. Oh, it's crazy like, how, like, you think about what could have caused it if it was, like, a sock or, like, a blade of grass, just something that simple. I know. And could have ended his life. Like, that's scary. Yeah, and... I don't know. I've, I would have been on the first train to say, just cut off my leg. Yeah, I know. I would But have been that too. just shows, uh, they repeat the line that he was tougher than a $2 steak. That's what Jim right. Harbaugh said. Yeah. Uh, it just shows how like dedicated he was and strong he is. I don't know. I guess it would suck to live on one leg. So Yeah, for sure. Maybe and it was he just worth had it. such a strong determination to get back, like maybe not to 100%, but close to what he was. Yeah, and luckily enough for him, he's had he has millions of dollars. Yeah, that's true. Like if he wasn't a professional football player, he that leg would be gone. Yeah, that's yeah, so, that's definitely true. I guess he had the resources to do it and the determination, which is mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, def- the whole thing just crazy. It's definitely wor- like the there's been so many good documentaries lately. Yeah. And that one's not that one's up like up there with the rest. That yeah. was that was a good documentary, and it, it like, I don't know, it's it's probably going to, I just watched it, but it's probably going to stick with me for, like, another couple days. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, it, like, the image of the leg is just burned in my head. Oh, and then you just watch, uh, anytime you see, like, I'm going to see Alex Smith, I'm going to be like, man, I feel bad for that guy. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, so, yeah, that was, I think, I think that's all we got to say about it. Yep. All right. So you want to move on to Michael? Let's do it. All right. Well, we got the last the last two episodes on Sunday for the last dance, and uh, talk. This was talking about the hype 
the media also ruins players. Yes, for, for sure. The the Michael Jordan. All right, where do you want to start? You want to start with the gambling or uh, the let's, politics? I think I think let's start with I think we can start with the media as a, as a whole and me mm-hmm. like if I was Michael Jordan in that situation, I'd be so angry. Yeah, I would. I mean, he had to take like what was it a two week break where he just was like, I'm not talking to anybody. Yeah, and because. Like they showed the crowds in front of the locker room and stuff. It's like mm-hmm. he just played a game. Yeah, I know. It's for forty five minutes. And he's tired. And he's carrying that team pretty much. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I I would be so angry if I was him. Yeah. And like of course you look on and you're like, Oh yeah, the fame and stuff. But he was talking in that room, he's like, It sucks being me right now. Mm-hmm. That the only, yeah. the only that was solitude was... I get was in this room. Right. That was a really telling scene when he was in there and he was like I like I don't want this to be stuck in this room where, like, this is the only place I can be alone, and I'm still not alone because there's a camera on me. Yeah, exactly. He was talking about how that's the only place he can be alone while someone's filming. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I, I mean, even like in the locker room, like when he's just chilling, and there's cameras in there, all the time. Yeah, I I definitely feel bad for him, and uh, I don't know if like I I'm not sure because. You know, I don't know, but I don't know if LeBron gets that type of attention, or if any player in any sport nowadays gets that type of attention. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, Jordan, I think was just so so much better than everybody else for such a long time. Like, he, he literally lived like a king. Yeah, and and of course, the king, the the whole peanut gallery wants to follow the king. Right, exactly. Him. Uh, so about the gambling, that was blown way out of proportion i think yeah i know and And it seemed like david stern he was like i mean it really didn't reach an epic crisis like they couldn't punish him and i was like how would you have punished him anyway like you didn't really do anything anything wrong wrong. yeah that's what made no sense to me is that he still played the games he still got there on time he wasn't Mm -hmm. like late to practice or anything uh so i don't know i guess like i just think it's no one's business you know Mm mm-hmm and I'm sure that that's what Michael felt. And when Michael was – that interview with the sunglasses was really funny. Mm-hmm. When he yeah, was, when he was like, I don't have a gambling problem. Like, I can stop when I want to. Yeah, and then he's like, but it's the competition that right, I yeah, have Yeah, that's what with. I have a problem with. I just have to compete all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a great – the great scene was when they're – the guy with the curly white hair and they're yes. playing the quarters, <laughs> uh-huh. trying to hit it closest to the wall without uh, – hitting it that was hilarious yes when that dude when he beats him he's like all right you got three throws to beat me he beats him on the first throw and then he gives him the shrug oh yeah, he gives that was such shrug. an awesome that was so funny um <laughs> and they're playing for like 20 dollars yeah and you could tell jordan's pissed oh yeah he's ticked i uh, remember the one scene they're talking about i forget who the player was bj armstrong maybe and they were talking about how like michael and his group would play on the back of the plane oh, for yeah, like thousands of that, dollars yeah. And they would play up front for a dollar a hand, and Michael would come up and he'd say, "Let me get a hand with you guys." And they're like, "Why do you want to play with us? We're playing for a dollar." And he's just like, "I just want the satisfaction of having your money in my pocket." Yeah, that was. That, <laughs> I was just about to mention that. That was a hilarious scene, and uh, it just like it. It does show like this is what that's what he cared about. He just cared about winning. Yeah, no, his competitiveness was on like a crazy different level than anyone that I've ever seen. Yeah, and I, it's weird. 
and they they kind of started with the oh he's bad in the locker room and stuff mm-hmm. with that one they talked about the I think it was Sam Steve some book yeah the Jordan rules yeah Jordan rules book and but but they didn't really get into it I didn't think no it's like, just it just kind of said like some of his teammates weren't a huge fan of him he was kind of a jerk at practice uh, but. I, I also don't – I didn't blame him for that either when they were talking about like, oh, they, he didn't want you to pass to this guy in crunch time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be the same way right, if I yeah. was Michael Jordan. If I was like, if you're passing it to that – if you're passing it to Chris at, <laughs> in crunch time, dude, he's going to miss it every time. <laughs> but like I, I don't know. I, I agree with, with what Michael was trying to do. Yeah, and you would think that the other guys would be aware. Like, I mean, he's Michael Jordan. Like, if it's in crunch time, he's the one that's going to touch the ball. Yeah, exactly. Like, have some self-awareness. Yeah, and, like, even if I, if I, was, the, if I was in the other position and I was the guy that wouldn't, that wouldn't get the ball, I'd be like, don't give me the ball in crunch time. Yeah, I know. Just like, give if it I to miss, the best Michael, player in the world. Michael is going to end me. So yeah, let's exactly. just get him the ball. Although, they did have the one shot from John Paxson where he yeah, had, had clutch shot yeah, in they the had finals. The, so. Yeah, they had the clutch shot in the finals, and they had the uh, – I, that brought back all the way full circle to at the beginning when Michael was injured, quote unquote, and he had mm-hmm. the minute restrictions. Right. And this the same guy hit the shot to get to make them in the playoffs. To right. Play the Celtics. And that was when they were like, Michael, you just got to trust your teammates sometime. Yeah. So I mean, clearly, didn't Steve Kerr make a big shot later on? We'll see in the finals. Yeah, I sure. saw a clip that was previewing the next two episodes. And it was Michael and Steve Kerr talking about when MJ punched him in the face at practice. So <laughs> that should be interesting for the next time. And, uh, but I like I like how honest Michael is in the the doc mm-hmm. for when they're interviewing him. He right. goes, "Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to win. I just want. <laughs> I was gambling. He was. I wasn't yeah. breaking any rules." Yeah. The I think the part where he might not have been completely honest is talking about Isaiah Thomas when he was like. I didn't oh, bring he's up like, any names. He goes, I like, didn't think. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you probably so said, Isaiah's not playing on the team. Like, if he's well, there, it, I'm it not there. It seemed like everyone didn't want him on the team, which is hilarious. <laughs> right, yeah. Isaiah's such a crybaby. I mean, when you play on that Pistons team where literally everyone hates you, you can't be that surprised when you don't get selected to play on the Olympic team. Yeah, my dad was talking. He's like, Detroit fans didn't even like Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's so much time that you got to spend with that team. And if he was there, they all would have been uncomfortable. Well, they said they, it wouldn't have been the dream team because they all would have just hated him and they, they wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have the team chemistry. Yeah, they probably would have bullied him. Yeah, I, I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. <laughs> no, I don't really feel bad for him either. And, like, uh, seeing that video again of him walking off the court and he, like, kind of ducks out of the way. Oh, dude, I like, noticed that, that too. That makes him look so he, terrible. Like, like, the guy, like, the Bulls players are standing right there in a line uh-huh. and he just ducks under yeah. them. <laughs> like, man, what a baby. Yeah, not a good look at all. No, not, yeah, not a good look for Isaiah Thomas. But yeah, even the other players were like, yeah, we don't like Isaiah either. And they're, like, showing all these clips of him getting in pushing and shoving the matches and games with some of the other players. And it's like, yeah, it really wasn't just Michael. And he said that. He was like, it wasn't just me. I hate Oh, him, yeah, yeah. They showed the clips of, like, Larry Bird getting tackled by Isaiah and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, no one liked him. Yeah. It was funny when Michael was like, Magic Johnson's the best point guard of all time. Isaiah's probably number two, no matter how much I hate him. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That was, that was hilarious. And he... <laughs> 
you could tell that that hate is still there. Oh yeah, he still He's... hates him. <laughs> um, and like I, every time Isaiah is on the interview, he's just like, you know, I mean, I'm not that bad. <laughs> right. He's, <laughs> he's always smiling. Oh all yeah. The time. He's acting like he's like Mother Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> that stupid smile. That uh, that would make me so angry if I were someone. If I were like Michael Jordan, just want to oh, smack you... that smile off his face. You could tell when they uh they showed him the clip of now I think this is a really cool interviewing stat when they showed him the clip of what Isaiah said in his mm-hmm. interview about how it was normal to leave the court. Right, he wasn't and, having it. Dude, Jordan was like, that no way, man. Yeah. He's like, I don't care what he says. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, and he said it with the stupidest grin. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah, but I I thought they were really two good ep- two good episodes. And uh it was weird seeing like we're we're gonna have to talk it's weird seeing Kobe and David Stern talking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And seeing like what I didn't realize is when they were talking about the All-Star game and Kobe was like, you know, it was hard for me to get respect because the league was so old at that time. And like nowadays, the league is so young. Like you've got guys like that were Kobe's age playing in the All-Star game all the time. Yeah. It just shows you how much of a different era that was. That I noticed that too. and But I do agree. Like there's definitely a lot more younger All-Stars than there are older ones nowadays. But Kobe was – he was – he was capping so much. He was going like he was like, oh, you know, I was just the guy that made that shot all the air balls. It's like actually mm-hmm. you're in the All Star game playing with right, Michael Jordan, yeah. so you, <laughs> right. you clearly weren't that unheard of. He was yeah. like, yeah, you know, no one really knew my name. It's like, that is not true at all. <laughs> well, Michael did call him that little Lakers guy. He said yeah, that, that little Lakers true. guy is going to try to go one v one on me, and it's not yeah, going to go true. well for him. But like Michael was super cool with Kobe. It seemed like. Like, he wanted to help him out a lot. So, I he probably saw some of himself in Kobe. Yeah, he said he did. He said there wouldn't have been... He said, like, Michael, like, t- taught him a lot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which, that's awesome. So, the... Uh, it was funny. All the Magic Johnson stuff's hilarious, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like him standing in the locker room. And uh, in the the East locker room. And he's like, get your Lakos Kellas out of here. This is not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the other thing with Magic was that one practice that they had with oh, the Dream Team. Yeah, with them all jawing each other. Right, that was yeah. hilarious. Like, that's just that's just Michael as being Michael. Oh, and they, they were talking about him like he was James Harden. He was like, <laughs> the best was when he put his hand on his shoulder and he goes, oh, that's, a, that's two free throws. My bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, they must have just taken Chicago Stadium and moved it here. Yeah. yeah. That's, you're getting all the calls. Yeah. <laughs> And that had to have made him so angry. And I wonder how many, like, if you go back on it, I'm sure someone's done it, but I wonder how many calls he did get a game. And I, I want to compare it to nowadays, because I'm sure what he probably gotten then is probably, like, what an average player gets nowadays. Yeah, probably. But, like, comparatively, he would get, he would be almost like a James Harden where he gets so many calls. But yeah, it's not and- like all his points are coming from the line. No, no, definitely not. And the uh, the one scene that always that got me was that one defensive scene they were showing against the Knicks, mm-hmm. where oh, they yeah. swatted the ball up in the air like five times. Right, yeah. And I just looked at my dad and I was like, you know, that first swat's a foul. <laughs> this is nowadays. Right. You, no matter how, like how how it went, that that would have been a foul no matter what it was. Mm-hmm. So it just shows shows how different the game was. 
Right. And I remember them saying that about, like, when they would play the Pistons, they're like, literally every play was a foul. Oh, yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Like, you uh, just have to be tougher. <laughs> and that was how you beat him. And he was, like, I didn't realize how good he was at defense. Like, oh, I yeah. guess it makes sense because he's so, like, such a crazy good athlete. But, like, the way he would just block shots and easily lock guys up is incredible. Yeah, and uh, my, my I think my favorite thing that he does is that the stupid where he jumps up in the air, puts your back to you, and just throws the ball right, up in yeah. the air, and somehow it goes in. Uh huh. Oh, and yeah, they were showing the, the. Go ahead. Sorry, all right, they're showing the Knicks, uh, the Knicks footage, and it, it the one time it went up and it didn't go in, mm-hmm. and there and I was like, finally, <laughs> right, finally yeah. it didn't go in. Yeah, some of those and ones that he had were just ridiculous, and it's yeah. like sometimes you'd if you saw that. If it was anyone else, you'd just be like, oh, that's just luck. But for him, that's just what he does. Yeah, and he did it over and over again. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I thought was kind of funny was how, like, he kept trying to invent these rivalries with people. Like, the one, the Clyde Drexler one, where he was like, people were saying that Clyde Drexler was close to being as good as me. So I went at him every game. And, like, oh, everyone yeah. obviously knew that Michael was so much better. But just the fact that, like, probably one or two people in the media were like, oh, it's a battle of superstars, like, two equal players, and that motivates him. Yeah, and with uh, with Chuck, too. Oh, yeah, because he was pissed that he didn't get the MVP. Yeah, so he just <laughs> makes up these fake uh, these fake things that help him right. be motivated. And the coach thing, like, I feel so bad for coach. Oh, dude, he's like, he Jerry Krause so... liked him, so we're going to destroy him. Oh, and what, all right, what doesn't make any sense is if, Every player on the Bulls hated Jerry Krause. Fire Jerry yeah, Krause. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Like, they could have just pulled everyone and went to the owner and been like, look, this is the best team of all time, and we all hate the general manager, so just fire him. And if, like, in 1980, 90, in 1998, was that, yeah, that was the last one, right? Mm-hmm. That's, okay. Um, when he goes, actually, we're just going to fire the coach, all the mm-hmm. players should have just went, how about no? Right. Like, well, I mean, Jordan said, he was like, I'm not playing for anyone but Phil Jackson. So I don't know why the owner was just okay with it. I, I, I have no idea. It really like, is mind-boggling how that How loyal he down. was to Kraus. Right. It doesn't make any sense. I don't get it either. And clearly, and it was clearly ego-based. Oh, yeah. It was all ego. And I do I do somewhat feel bad for Kraus because, uh, like, he did get bullied by Jordan. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was talking about with the cigar, and he's like basically said like "give me one," and right. Jordan goes, "Oh, it'll stun your growth," and right. patted him on the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they did not treat him very well, but he returned the favor by not yeah by them destroying well, the so. team. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it is so crazy I, how those egos got so big that like probably what would have been the best dynasty ever if it's not already. Like, just had to end for no reason. And, uh, yeah, that's that's true. What was also, what I loved about this episode was it talked about his shoe deal with Nike. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, the, the, in the first couple episodes, it showed his rookie year, he was wearing his shoes. And I, and I was like, right. so how did he get a shoe deal his rookie year? <laughs> so when they, when they explained it, Adidas must be kicking themselves oh, I know. so much. I feel like everyone that works there just isn't watching this documentary. <laughs> how could you, how could you, I don't know, man. How could you not get Michael Jordan on your side? Yeah. It was crazy when they said, 
I think when they signed the deal, they said they wanted to sell three million pairs of Oh, Air and Jordans they sold a hundred and like years. seventeen. Yeah, in one year they sold like hundred fifty million. It was it's just just ridiculous. And I was like, I was watching with my dad, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I had a pair. We all had a pair." Yeah, like, it, was, they said it said wore. it became a yeah, it became a style. That yeah. just that's how you were. Um, but imagine if it like, I don't know, the air was just so convenient for what they had because Nike already had the air for track, mm-hmm. and it's so, so simple. Like, yeah, he plays in the air. Yeah, Jordan, so it's Air Jordan, go. right? Man, and it, yeah, it does suck for Adidas. And I saw like some photoshops of like all the Jordan ads, but like the shoes are replaced with Adidas, and I was like, eh, it just doesn't look right. Oh, it wouldn't have looked right unless they did the same logo, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, how? What a steal! <laughs> I yeah, it's it's honestly ridiculous how much money they and he has made off of that. Oh, and like, he made so much money his rookie year off of it. He's made so much more money from that endorsement than he has from playing basketball, and it's not even close. Yeah, and it, what was crazy is that it was like it was like the middle of his rookie year. Right, and like he was able to gain that much publicity so quickly. Yeah, and the there was also the the old commercials, the Be Like Mike ones. Those were awesome. They are yeah. Seeing the old commercials was cool. Even like and, those Converse ones with like oh, yeah. Larry and La- Yeah, the Larry Bird ones, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got this one with the MVP. That one was <laughs> funny, yeah. Um, and they also had the, oh man, the Gatorade ones with the, the right. glass yeah, Gatorade right. bottles. <laughs> yeah. Man, and like you just think about it, that like nowadays, it's like no one uses glass yeah, who would drink? Bottle. who would drink Gatorade out of a glass bottle? Yeah, I think about it, you just <laughs> Such you a drink waste. it before and then you like some, like you accidentally throw it. Oh man, it'd be shattered. Go over the court. <laughs> <sighs> all right, well that's that's all I got. Yeah, I th- think we've hit everything. Yeah. Um, I mean, in sports news, I guess. Do you want to talk? I mean, nothing much to talk about with Dalton. Dalton yeah, got signed. Well, it's a cowboy now. Yeah. We'll be a backup. I think that'll be a good competition though for Dak. Probably get some fire under him. Yeah, he'll push him a little bit. Yeah, or Dak and- will just say. This is stupid. Like I'm done. Yeah, and so I guess it'd be like a safety valve as well because he's been asking for so much money. Yeah, he's the fact that he's asking for that much money when like Andy Dalton can come in and make only three million is ridiculous. Because I don't think Dak is that much better than Andy Dalton. No, he's just younger. Yeah, and they got to find out if if in that offense because it's so stacked now. If mm-hmm. if that's gonna be, um. Like, is it going to matter who the quarterback is? Right. Yeah, uh, it's kind of like when like when Alex Smith was on the Chiefs and he had all those weapons and, like, the offense was so good even though he wasn't, like, an incredible quarterback. Yeah, he wasn't a world breaker. Right. But, he, yeah, but he played like one because the offense. Right. But then he stick Mahomes in there and they're, like, they look like the best offense of all time. So that's kind of how the Cowboys are, I feel. Like, they're a good offense with Dak. But, like, you get a guy that's... And the best of all time with Andy Dalton. <laughs> I get what you're saying. <laughs> that is That was exactly what I was saying. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to see Andy Dalton get in a few games. Oh, I'd like to see a couple snaps. That'd be cool. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I'd, I'm glad he's not a Patriot, though. Yeah, I, I, I didn't didn't want him to be my starter. No, but... I don't want... I wouldn't want him <laughs> as my quarterback. But uh, it's also... 
it's crazy. I saw a report. It was like Newton wants to be a starter. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, well, that makes sense. Right. That's why he's not getting signed. Yeah. Because at this Cause, point, like everyone's already got a plan. Yeah. Everyone's got a plan this season. So I guess Newton's going to have to accept the backup roller. Yeah. It is crazy. It's out. like, I feel like we're talking about it every podcast that he's still a free agent. Yeah. I, I guess it just keeps getting crazier and crazier that Jameis and then now Dalton have been signed. Right. And he still and has he's it. still not. And Dalton, like, just got released after the draft. Yeah, yeah he just got released signed. and got signed, like, two days later. Newton got released months ago. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, but yeah that, that's all I the mean, sports news, right? Yeah, that's all we got, think pretty anything much. Else. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all we got, so... Everyone stay stay indoors, stay safe, so we can have some more sports to talk about. And uh, see you guys later.